What's going on, everybody? Rocking with the Cash Flow President. This is the Cash Flow President Podcast. We take financial education, financial literacy, and massive action very seriously. All right, guys, so today we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. Uh, so we're going to start a string of uh, interviews. We're going to go through, go on a little interview tour, interviewing uh, entrepreneurs, and we're going to be kind of compiling uh, analytics and data on uh, what it takes to be an entrepreneur, you know, what shapes you in the in the realm, in the world of entrepreneurship. So here we have today, we have a business owner, entrepreneur, uh, investor, fellow content creator. He has a, podca- a, a podcast, The Real Spill of the Cleaning Business. Uh, you can catch him on Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, all other major platforms. He's a father, husband, and student. Uh, Marquise Page, uh, how's it going, man? Hey, man, I can't complain. I feel like you said it all, man. I don't even need to introduce myself, man. That's right, too, man. Hey, hey the best form of introduction is no introduction. Hey, hey what they're going to say pretty soon is going to be no introduction needed, all right? So, uh, man, you're wearing a bunch of hats, man. How do you juggle it all? Um, you know, you just got to stay focused. Um, I'm a firm believer in writing everything down. Um, a short pencil is better than a long memory. So you got to write everything down um, and get your goals in order. And then just tackle them from most important to least important. Or just whatever you feel like you can get done in a specific time span that you have. Because we all had the same 24 hours in a day. It's just all on how you use it. Hey, man, those are wild words from a wise man right there, man. I couldn't have said it no better myself. All right, so jumping right into it. So how did you get into it? Well, no, first, tell us about your, your the business that you have. Tell us about the company that you own and operate. Um, well, the name of my company is K&M Cleaning Crew, LLC. Um, I own a commercial and office cleaning company. Um, I've, I've had it for about a year and seven months now. Um, and we're growing. We're growing. We're steady getting contracts. Um, we have a focus on um, we're, we're trying to get the contracts nearby, and then we'll spread out. Um, we have contracts all over the DFW. Um, like I said, we're trying to get some closer to home, and then we'll venture out. Um, to the other parts of town, you know, Fort Worth, um, and, you know, just things of that nature. Gotcha, gotcha. So it sounds like to me you definitely have a goal, you have a vision for for the dream that you're building right now. Um, Has that always been the goal, to kind of go globally, to kind of expand and just take things beyond where it is right now? Did that just kind of grow and develop over time? Um, you know, uh, that's always been the goal. Um, I, I, I want to start homegrown now to actually get the contracts and get my feet wet and actually staff the contracts. And then the further out I go, um, the further out I go, I'll pretty much uh, subcontract the work out where pretty much um, I'll get the contract and then lease it out to someone else and I'll just take my little profit and let them make um, a majority of the contract. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So we definitely got a plan. All right, so how did you get into the cleaning business? Um, an opportunity, man. Um, I saw an opportunity out of a crisis. Um, it started pretty much in 2020 when the coronavirus pandemic first started. This is before we even knew what the coronavirus was. And this was back when President Trump was passing out the grants and the PPP loans and everything else like that. Um, this is before everybody knew about it. And this, this is before everybody went to the Dodge dealership and bought all the Hellcats and everything like that. Um, so when I got the money, I just, well, first off, I always want to own a business. I never knew what, but I had a couple of goals in mind. I wanted to be a low startup cost, but a high margin business for one. 
And for two, um, like I say, it just came at, a, at an opportunity where the time was right. I always told myself, like I said, I always want to own a business. But um, when I got the money, I didn't want to look back and say, hey, where did this money go? I want to have something to show for it, pretty much. I want to look back a year or two or 10 years later and say, hey, this money went to starting this business. And that was pretty much the foundation. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I, I know that one thing that stood out to me right there, what you just said, you found an opportunity in the crisis right there. So to me, that sounds like you have those uh, entrepreneurial uh, belief systems. You know, most entrepreneurs feel like, uh, you know, you have to solve a problem. Uh, are you a believer that, you know, you get uh, compensated or you get uh, paid or, you know, the, the scale in which the impact you have uh, is determined by, you know, the problems you solve? Are you a firm believer in that? I am a firm believer in that. Um, and as entrepreneurs, people have to know that sometimes you're going to have to work for free. Um, an entrepreneur is not like um, a nine to five where you clock in eight hours and then you get off and you could do what you want to do. Entrepreneur, when you have that spirit, it's a 24-hour job um, when you wake up and when you go to sleep because you're actually hunting for yourself. Um, you don't actually have that plate um, already made for you, so to speak. I like that. I like that. That's a real gem right there. And I hope everyone caught on to that. He said you're actually hunting for yourself. Uh, in entrepreneurship, you don't have that security that you would have in a job. Entrepreneurship, it allows you uh, the pursuit of freedom. But in that pursuit of freedom, you have to be a bit more disciplined. And you have to be more hungry than your average everyday individual because you don't have that luxury of that security. You're actually out here hunting for yourself, uh, like in the ways of the old. You know, you got to get out here and get it for yourself. You can't if you don't. Uh, what they say, uh, slow feet don't eat. If you don't, if you're not out here foraging for yourself, getting those leads, uh, getting those contracts, uh, putting yourself out there, getting your business out there getting that notoriety no one to know you and thusly you won't have anything for yourself so that's actually a good point right there okay so have you grown from day one to now man i've grown leaps and bounds um but i'm still growing um like i said when i started in the cleaning business you know we've all clean um but just to have that as your profession just to have a company where you're guiding other people on how to do it the expectations of the customer um, because everyone's expectation is different. So um, the first thing you have to do is just get the expectation of the customer. Um, once you do that, then you can kind of explain that, be the middleman to whoever you staff in place. But I've grown leaps and bounds just because, um, like I said, I started off as a one-man army. So learning pretty much everything from Google SEO, how to set up your website, bookkeeping, bank account, starting up your LLC. Um, just starting off as a one-man army and just kind of growing it from there. Um, it's like you're actually building up a person, so to speak. So it's just um, it's just that everyday grind, just chasing that pursuit of knowledge that that'll try to get you ahead um, next to the next entrepreneur. Nice. Now, I actually love that analogy, uh, building up a person. You know, uh, starting a business is like building up a person. You're basically training it, you, uh, you know, teaching it, you're molding it into the vision that you have for it. And that's like a kid, right? Uh, building up a person isn't like changing a spouse and nothing like that. You don't want to change anyone, but you do build and mold and shape children into what they are today. So essentially, uh, your business is like your child. Is that what you're saying right now? Pretty much. It's your child and it's your dream. 
and, and on that note, so to speak, um, you never want to tell people your dream because you never know um, what their thoughts of it are. You don't want them to kill your dream. Sometimes it's best to keep that to yourself and just kind of show them instead of saying it first off and putting it out there in the universe. You know, it's okay to say it to yourself and, you know, pray and, you know, do things of that nature. But just you never know who the dream killers are out there. So kind of keep that close to yourself. Um, you know, almost like what Jay-Z said, you bubble quietly and then you blow. Mm. That's right, too. I like the way that sounds. Well said, well said. So how long did it take you to cash flow in your business? Um, I cash flowed immediately. Um, like I say, um, I got on the right path pretty early. Um, like I say, um, I started off doing um, Airbnb, so to speak. Um, so there's an app called, um, this, and this is a nugget I'm going to drop for you cleaning business on. If you ever want to get into the Airbnb cleaning business, um, there's an app called Turnover B&B. You can actually um, bid to clean um, Airbnbs, and that's actually how I got started um, in the business, just to see if I was going to like it. And like I say, I cash flowed um, immediately. I want to say the first week, um, I got all my supplies and got everything up and running as far as like my sales tax and my LLC. Once I got everything in the place, um, I was able to cash flow um, in the first week. Nice, nice. So basically what you're saying is, in this particular sector that you're in, this particular industry that you're in, um, you have low cost, and uh, you have low cost, and you're able to get those contracts and be able to cash flow right away. So it's very easy to kind of cash flow in this sector, right? Yeah, yeah. In the cleaning business, it's very easy. Um, like I say, when I looked outside. It, just, it reminds me of a story that a, that an old head told me. Um, I remember I used to volunteer in a nursing home, and an old head pulled me to the side one day and said, hey, young, and when you look outside, what do you see? And, you know, I'm young and dumb at the time. Hey, I told him, hey, I see trees, I see cars rolling by, I see a dog roaming. And he was like, that's how you see? And I was like, yeah. He, I was like, well, what do you see? He was like, man, I see opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a cleaning business owner, you got to think of all the buildings that you pass on a given day. You think those people like cleaning those buildings? Those buildings need cleaning by someone. So, um, you know, like I say, when I look outside, starting this cleaning business, I see opportunity now. That's beautiful right there. The world is full of opportunities, everybody. So if you have a dream, you have a vision, you have anything you want to accomplish, don't don't think in terms of problems. Think in terms of solutions because that's how you get paid. That's how you eventually begin to cash flow. That's how you grow a brand uh, uh, and a dream right there. That's actually a beautiful sentiment right there. The world is full of opportunities. Everyone never forget that right there, okay? So what are some of the expenses of having a cleaning business? What are some of the expenses you have to pay uh, regularly, daily, uh, monthly, weekly, quarterly? What are some of the expenses you have to pay as a, a, a business owner in the cleaning industry? Um, well, it's pretty much, like I said, it's a low-cost business. So um, the only thing you'll pretty much have to pay um, are taxes, which are guaranteed until you die. Um, you have to pay your workers, and you just have to pay for the supplies. Other than that, um, it's a pretty straightforward business. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So what are going to be – what are some good ways – to grow, market, and expand your company? Um, well, first, just starting off, um, I just went around um, with, with business cards and flyers 
um, you know, just the old-fashioned caveman way. Um, you know, I was just hungry to kind of get out there. And, you know, starting off, you're going to expand a lot of energy. It might not be in the smartest way, but any action is better than no action. So um, when I first started, it was just pretty much flyers and business cards. Um, but as you grow in the business, you learn about um, your websites and Google SEO and email marketing and things of that nature. And you start to take advantage of those avenues to see if you could drum up business. Nice. So all my all my young entrepreneurs out there, I want you to take heed to what he said. Any action is better than no action. Okay, guys. So you definitely want to make sure you get out there. You definitely want to make sure you put that groundwork in. You definitely want to make sure you get out there and you put yourself out there. Okay. You want to make sure you get out there. You put yourself on front street. Put your business on front street and go look to earn people's business. Okay. If you sit in the house all day, you're sitting in the house. Uh, on the video game, you're sitting in the house uh, watching your TV, your Netflix, and chilling. If you're just sitting in the house or hanging out doing whatever it is you like to do, but you have that vision, guess what? That vision isn't going to get out there unless you get out there and put it out there. So that's a very good one right there. All right, so what are some of the obstacles you've had to overcome running your company? Um, A lack of knowledge Um, starting out. Um, like I said, you're going to expand a lot of energy. Um. A lot of times in life, you kind of know what you want, but you don't know how you're going to get there. Um, so like I said, a lack of knowledge, um, sometimes a lack of funds. Because um, like I say, sometimes you don't know what you don't know um, until you until you actually realize it, so to speak. Um, finding workers, um, those are just some of the basic stuff. Um, once you kind of get in the groove, I want to say your first year in business is going to be a learning experience. It's going to be like you going to Hard Knock University, um, getting your associate's degree in the cleaning business. Um, pretty much your first two years, you'll be pretty much getting your feet wet. Um, you know, your first year, you'll be a pretty much a freshman in it, so you'll be pretty much learning all the avenues. Um, unless you have a mentor that'll kind of lay the, fa- the, the foundation for you, the groundwork for you, or just that could provide a model uh, for you to follow um, that first year you'll be pretty much chasing your tail um, trying to catch up that second year you'll pretty much have it down packed um, and you'll, you'll be implementing your systems um, some people catch on um, sooner than others so um, like I said it's just a timeline but some people they lay their systems in the first year um, so to speak me um, I had to I'm the, I'm the type of hands on person I want to see what um, see what my employee has to do so that way I could properly relay the message. Um, once I jump in the field and do it and, can, and kind of get a grasp of what they have to go through, I can properly explain it to them and then I could just sit back and allow them to do what they need to do. Definitely well said, definitely well said. I think one thing that stood out to me right there is going to be what you said about that lack of funding. And it's actually a proven fact that most businesses, especially small businesses, fail uh, due to a lack of funding. So did you have to get creative in getting funding or did you come out of pocket? What were some ways that you were able to fund uh, your business and the different projects that you were working on in your company? Um, just uh, subprime credit cards. Um, and like I said, my first year in business, I kind of balanced back and forward. Um, one thing that I would recommend, um, if you do have a nine to five, you know, because I'm not shitting on the people that have a nine to five, that's security. And I love that. But 
Take the time to work your nine to five and grow your business until your business can fund all your needs. Don't just like say for instance in the cleaning industry, somebody get a three thousand dollar a month contract and think, hey, they doing something because they get a three thousand dollar a month contract. And they thinking that all that money is theirs. No, all that money is not theirs. That's the business money. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can't personally live off that money because because how are you gonna grow your business? when you're um, personally using your business to fund your personal lifestyle. So I always recommend to any entrepreneur, if you do have a nine-to-five, work that nine-to-five and grow your business simultaneously until you're able to, until your business is able to fund you, um, well, fund your lifestyle, so to speak, but then you still have money to grow the business. But just me growing a business, you know, um, just, just taking odd jobs, um, I did Lyft, you know, Uber, Favor, you know, all those things that you can kind of work around. Um, like I say, to kind of get money in the meantime, in between time, because you know bills still have to get paid. Um, while you're chasing your dream, so just taking odd jobs, credit cards, and like I say, just the hunger for more contracts. Beautifully, beautiful. Uh, that's actually uh, some great business advice right there that he gave. He dropped some gems on that. So any money that you get, most profits that you get from a business, uh, unless you don't have any uh, operational costs or you have extremely low overhead, like if you can create money from thin air, uh, oftentimes that money, in the majority of the time in my book, uh, in my opinion, that money should be put back into the company should be reinvested back into the company and you have to it's called you got to feed the beast right you have to grow that company uh, especially get it out the ground you want to put everything you can into better equipment more equipment uh, outsourcing uh, employees uh, you know getting that marketing going on right that's going to be the name of the game right there people you want to be able to feed the beast reinvest those profits those profits aren't yours later on down the road maybe you'll have something to talk about in terms of you know the money that you give yourself but initially starting back out any profits you get you want to reinvest them and then when it comes to tax time you want to spend it all okay you get you get taxed on profits all right that's one thing people don't know you get taxed on profits so when it comes tax time spend it all go to zero go broke in the meantime in between time reinvest those profits grow that company feed the beast i love the way you said that um so since we touched on it uh education right so what value do you put on education educating yourself in the field you're in um i place great value on it because um a man with the right tools can build any house um just imagine trying to build a house with just a hammer and some nails. Um, I mean, you're pretty much not going to get it done. But a, a man with the right tools can do great things. Um, and like I said, what I touched on earlier, sometimes you don't know what you don't know until it's staring you in the face. Um, so just taking the time and just educating yourself um, and just multiple avenues. Um, me, I always like to look at, you know, find you someone, even if it's on YouTube, Find you someone that's actually in the business, that's dropping gems, that's providing overwhelming value in their videos and kind of giving you the game. Uh, most of these people out here, they're trying to sell courses or they're trying to do this and do that, they're trying to make money off their knowledge, which is not a bad thing because they've went through the fire. And you know they're actually um, providing some type of value. But try to find you a mentor in the field um, or, just, like I said, someone that's already doing it, that's willing to take you under their wing. Um, I feel like that's the best way 
Um, if not, then like I said, YouTube University is always the best course of action. Trust me. For sure, definitely YouTube University and Dr. Google. They they have never let many of people down. Okay, guys, that was actually well put. So you definitely want to put uh, high high value on education. You know. Uh, I definitely take that seriously, uh, meaning that this is a financial literacy, financial education platform. Uh, and then it comes to putting the action behind what you learn, right? Because knowledge isn't power. Knowledge is potential power. Applied knowledge is power. So that's actually well put and well said. Uh, what steps would you give an inspiring entrepreneur to take in order to start their own cleaning business? Um, well, first off, um Get incorporated. Um, start you an LLC. Um, I feel like that's the best course of action. Um, you know, a lot of times people like to just hop off the porch with a sole proprietorship, um, but that's actually um, a bad idea because you're not separating yourself from the entity. And if anything goes wrong in the course of you growing your business, say someone steals from something from the company and you don't have insurance, people can go after you. Um, so the first and foremost thing is to, like I say, start your LLC and get your sales tax ID. Um, once you do that, you could take about um, $200 and go and get you the proper supplies. Um, you know, plastic bottles, um, Simple Green, Pine Saw, um, a dust broom, um, a mop, um, and a vacuum, um, and some rags. You you could pretty much start off um, with just that basic kit and, and, and some gloves. Um, you could pretty much start off with that basic kit, um, probably under two hundred dollars. Well, maybe three hundred dollars with the vacuum. Um, but you know, you don't have to necessarily get the vacuum. Once you have the money coming in, you can use the money to coming in, and like I say, to upgrade your equipment. Um, you know, you might have to start off as a caveman and you know sweep the whole facility. Um, but as your business grows and the money starts coming in, um, you can upgrade your equipment and cut that cleaning time in half. All right, so to all my young, aspiring entrepreneurs, there you have it right there. We got low cost, okay? So if this is an avenue that you can see yourself going in, low startup cost, uh, high, you know, high, you get high, high cash flow throughout the uh, the course of the contracts, and basically you can get into this industry. And you can, as long as you're willing to put the groundwork in, you can make some noise, all right? So definitely, definitely want to do that. Okay, so how much income can a cleaning company generate, and how do you get the contracts? Um, well, it's unlimited. Um, it just all depends on the, the route that you want to go, um, if you want to be hands-on or if you want to be hands-off. And I'll explain both. And uh, it also depends on the route that you want to go. Um, what I mean by the route that you want to go you can go the franchise route or you can go independent. The franchise route um, will be where you'll get up under a bigger um, umbrella of a company like a Jan Pro or a Jana King or things of that nature. You will pay a fee to get up under their umbrella. It's almost like a franchise. Um, well, that's exactly what it is, a franchise. You will pay a franchise fee. And once you pay that, they'll you'll have to pay for that and you'll have to pay for their insurance also. Um, but once you do that, they'll hunt out the contracts for you, and they'll pretty much tell you, hey, go here, go here, go there. Um, that's pretty much, I would almost um, kind of compare it to, like, um, a rapper going to a record label. Um, you can either go the record label route, um, where they pretty much tell you where to go, and they'll find everything for you, and you can have the machine behind you. Um, but you'll have lower margin because pretty much for every contract that you get, they're going to take their bit off the top. Plus, you have franchise fees.
plus you have the insurance that you have to pay through them. Um, so you can go that route, and they'll spoon feed you. It'll be that that's the easier route to go. Um, but like I said, you can go the independent route where you pretty much hunt for yourself. Um, once you lay the foundation for yourself, you can actually go out and get the contracts yourself, um, staff the contracts yourself. Now that's a little bit harder, um, but it's it's more more return on your investment because you set your own price as opposed to going the franchise route where they're telling you what you're gonna make. Um, so me personally, I recommend if you had a hunger inside, you go the independent route. If you want to go the franchise route, starting out to kind of get your feet wet and then kind of branch off, you can do that also. Um, but what I mean by hands-on or hands-off, um, it's kind of two ways where you can actually do it. Um, you can actually get the contract and staff it with your workers. You can have a team of workers yourself, or you can subcontract it out and be hands-off with it. That'll be pretty much where, say, for instance, you get a contract for 2000 a month and you find a, a cleaner in that neighborhood and you say, hey, um, I'll give you 1700 a month. Um, to clean this building, you just keep the extra three hundred for yourself, and you're just pretty much making money off of their labor. Um, so it just all depends on the route that you want to go. Um, the 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 possibilities are unlimited. Um, I've seen people make millions of dollars in their first year um, just because they had the proper mentor and they had the proper systems in place. Um, me, I'm not going to say I'm making millions of dollars a year. Um, like I said, it started off as a side hustle. And now I'm at about $25,000 a year, um, which is not bad. Um, my goal for this year is to get to 100000 um, $100, gross in my business. Um, like I said, gross and net are two different things. Um, gross is pretty much what your business makes all together, um, not counting the expenses. And net is pretty much what you make after you pay all your expenses. Um, so that's one of the goals for the business. But... Getting the contracts is pretty much, you know, just being active. Like I say, email marketing, um, you can go that route. Um, you could kind of, you know, go out, pass out flyers, pass out business cards. Um, word of mouth is always a good business. Um, I've had proper success um, with just Google. Um, like I said, setting up the proper website um, and the proper channels where people can reach out to you. And if you do that, um, more than likely, um, you'll get reached out to by people in your neighborhood um, looking for your services. So don't ever feel like, um, you know, while you're cleaning a business that when, when, you're, when you're in the buildings cleaning these business that, you know, you're not useful um, because there's always someone out there that's willing to pay for your services. Beautiful, beautiful. I love it. And it definitely sounds like one of them deals where as long as you're willing to put the groundwork in, as long as you're not afraid of opportunity or chance, uh, and you you know you prepare yourself um, that you can actually have something great in this industry right here, or well, in business in general, right? Because it definitely sounds like you can either go the route where you have more security in what you're doing, or you can go that route where it's less security, but the opportunity for freedom. Uh, becomes that much more greater and it's definitely going to be a learning curve either way and it's definitely going to be opportunities for you to present yourself and to continue to build and grow your company so it's pretty that's a beautiful thing right there um so how important is it to you to have a mentor or to be a mentor to people in your life and in your industry um, like I say, um, I always recommend starting out that you do have a mentor. 
Um, like I said, they can provide you with the proper roadmap to get you where you're going. And um, once you learn the business, it's always good to pay it forward. Um, but it, I, I compare it to to high school, so to speak. You know, you have to start off as a freshman in high school. Um, but once you graduate to that sophomore, guess what? You have another freshman class coming in under you. And like I said, they're just as green as you. So once you learn the business, you can pretty much pay it forward to them um, because there's always someone that's coming under you. Um, and so don't think there's no one out there that's not watching your moves. Um, there's always someone out there watching your moves. So um, kind of put the best foot forward. And like I say, pay it forward when you had a chance because, um, like I said, there's always someone watching and someone cheering you on. There are invisible cheerleaders out there. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So we're going to definitely put a uh, high value on uh, mentorship and association, uh, essentially, uh, with mentors or people that, you know, that have been there before you, uh, you get to learn from their mistakes. You get to learn from their experiences, right? You get to learn from their wisdom and their teachings, and that'll kind of um, propel you and fast-track you to uh, where you want to be at, right, to where you want to get to in your space and the sector that you're operating in, right? Um, if you're sitting here and you're starting from zero, starting from scratch, and you got to go through and bump your head, uh, it'll take you 10 years to get to where you're trying to go. But if you got someone that has already put in that groundwork, who has already has that experience, who already has that wisdom and knowledge in the sector that you're in, well, guess what? You can kind of fast track and uh, speed up that process actually tenfold. Uh, you can increase uh, revenue, you can increase profits, you can increase the, the scalability of what you're doing uh, tenfold essentially just based on someone else's knowledge and experience. And then guess what? They also have contacts. They also have their mentors. So you're just getting lines and years of, of, of mentorship, of association, and, you know, in different things of that nature. And then you also have in that, too, the someone to be able to hold you accountable, to be able to kind of help you through what you, got, what you have going on in business and in life. The uh, uh, mentors are typically good, in my opinion, in business and in life. So it's kind of like a um, like a double whammy, if you will. You're killing two birds with one stone. So I definitely love that. All right, so what advice would you give a young entrepreneur just about going into business in general? Um, it's about wins and losses, man. It's about wins and losses. Um, take, your, take your losses um, just the same as you take your wins. Um, I say that to say, you know, in this cleaning business, um, you're not going to be able to satisfy everybody. Um, everybody has their own definition of clean. So, you know, like I say, I'm not proud to say, but I've lost contracts. Um, I've gained contracts, but I've also lost contracts. And don't get me wrong, in that moment it hurts because, you know, that's, once you get a person under contract, that's guaranteed money coming in every month. Uh, but, like I say, take your wins just like you take your losses, man. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And like I say, um, when you lose a customer, you just have to know that customer just wasn't for you. Um, or, you know, you, it just wasn't a good fit. You know, don't try to force it. Um, the right customers will come along, and you'll grow your business at the right speed. So don't try to force anything. Um, like I said, it's all about wins and losses. Um, you know, just peaks and valleys, so to speak. You know, never be too high, never be too low. Um, just kind of stay even keel, stay focused on the mission, and pretty soon when you look up, your your house will be built. 
definitely love that. I love and appreciate that. It definitely, uh, what I get from that is, uh, it's definitely uh, uh, ups and downs to this entrepreneurship. And it's like you said, it's going to be peaks. It's going to be bottoms. You're going to have the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. And that's what essentially entrepreneurship is, right? It's a constant learning experience. You're constantly learning. You're constantly growing. You're constantly building something. And as a, as a, a part of learning, you're going to have moments where you have learning experiences. I don't want to call them failures because I don't like to fail and I don't like the word failure, but we're going to call them. But you do, when you don't win, you do get learning experiences, right? You do have opportunities to grow as a person. You find a way to test your metal, right? You test your character and you just kind of see what you're made of, right? But that's what makes a good entrepreneur. Do you fall off that horse and give up riding or do you fall off that horse rededicate yourself, recommit yourself, learn the error in your ways, and then find a way to come up with solutions to your problems and then in turn other people's problems. So I definitely appreciate that uh, as an entrepreneur. That definitely sounds like it's a route. It's not a route for the faint of heart, but if you have determination, persistence, creativity, uh, imagination, and grit, you know, you can actually build something sustainable and, and find success in the world of entrepreneurship. So if that's something that sounds like it defines any of these listeners out here, I definitely encourage everyone to get out there, go seek freedom, go seek financial freedom, go seek job freedom, go seek these things that can you can build and create and leave something for future generations to come. So, uh, man, it's been a pleasure having you here. Uh, any closing thoughts you'd like to leave the listeners with? Um, like I say, um, just like I like what you touched on, man, if it's not a blessing, it's a lesson, man. Um, so, you know, when you fail in business, it's not a failure, it's a learning experience. Um, so try to look at it like that and you'll always stay sane. And with entrepreneurship, um, like I say, it's a marathon. You're building a business to outlive you, um, something to pass on to the next generation. Um, so like I say, building a business is all about breaking generational curses, so to speak, um, that we go through. So um, like I say, if you feel like you're built for that, like I say, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So don't be too hard on yourself in that one moment or that one day or that one week where you feel like it's going bad. Because like I say, um, the most high won't put you through anything that he know you can't bear. And um, in my journey of entrepreneurship, I've learned the most high has a funny sense of humor. And what I mean by that, um, he'll take you through your lowest of lows just to see how you will react, J- just to see. And he knows that your blessing is right around the corner, but you don't know that. He'll, he'll take you through your lowest of lows and then introduce your highs. And if you stay even keel, you will appreciate the journey. All right, well said, well said. I love it. All right, guys, you're rocking with the Cash Flow President. This is the Cash Flow President Podcast, where we're aiming to educate, inspire, teach everyone how to cash flow, teach everyone how to become their own boss, teach people how to leave that security of that desk, that nine-to-five behind. And, hey, as long as you take massive action, and as long as you have the habits and the discipline, I promise you, I promise you all your dreams will come true. Until next time, everybody, peace. All right, guys, you can uh, get in contact with Marquis Page to uh, book uh, cleaning services or to even just contact them for mentorship or just to get any type of 
educational uh, information that you may need in your journey of in entrepreneurship or just in uh, the cleaning sector in general. You can you can find them at www.knmkandmcleaningcrew.com or on Facebook at K&M Cleaning Crew LLC. Again, that's going to be www.knmcleaningcrew.com and it's going to be on Facebook at K&M Cleaning Crew LLC. So if you want to get with him for any booking purposes, uh, like I said, for just for any cleaning services or for any mentorship or just to have that association for someone that's already doing it, that's how you can contact him. Those are his handles right there. Please feel free to reach out to him. He loves to teach. He loves to help young, aspiring entrepreneurs or even uh, existing uh, seasoned entrepreneurs just to network or whatever. So, you know, you all can come together uh, for collaborate for a common goal, man. That's what it's going to be.